0: talking about the nine gifts of the spirit we're on number seven uh the gift of prophecy first corinthians chapter 12 verse one now concerning spiritual gifts brethren i would not have you ignorant so if it was up to paul he would not have anybody not learned about this subject oh you know the nlt says it like this let me read it out of the nlt for you uh the nlt says now, concern, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities that the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. That's a powerful way to do it, to, to say it out of the New Living Translation, regarding your question about spiritual abilities that the Spirit gives us. That's what they are. The gifts of the Spirit are spiritual abilities. I don't want you to misunderstand this. When he says that, you immediately assume that it's easily misunderstood, and it and it can be. So continuing on, uh, let's jump down to verse 8, chapter 12, verse 8. Let me get back to the New King James and the King James. I'll just read it out of here. New King James, uh, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of the tongues, uh, of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Then jump down to verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And then he talks about love. Uh, And and he gets into prophecy as well. So we have uh, gone through six of these gifts so far. And just to recap very briefly, three categories we can break these nine gifts into the first category being the gift of the revelation gifts, gifts that reveal things that would be the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. The second category of these gifts, now these aren't. this isn't uh, scripturally written out this way, but we can dissect it that way uh, because it's biblically accurate. But like I said, no, get, uh, category number one would be the, uh, the revelation gifts, gifts that reveal things. Number two would be the power gifts, gifts that do something. That would be the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the uh, gifts of healings. And we've gone through all six of those so far. Today we get into the third and final category, the last three gifts of the Spirit. Um, uh, the uh, this, these would be the uh, utterance gifts or the gifts that inspire, you could say, and the gifts that say something. Uh, these would be we'll call these the ins- inspirational gifts. These this last category. This gift includes prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues we may be able to get them all in the same thing i think i might have to do one last episode tomorrow for tongues and interpretation of tongues uh, or you know one more ep- one more podcast for this but the gifts of he- uh, i'm sorry the gift of prophecy is what we're going to focus on today and is a very misunderstood subject and and i don't claim to know everything and any every single thing about it i do have some revelation on it but I, I have studied the subject multiple times, and I've restudied it for doing this uh, broadcast so that you guys can have some better understanding of And I hope these are helping you uh, uh, educate yourself on these so that God can use you in them. That's why Paul says uh, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to misunderstand, or I don't want you ignorant in these things, because if you don't know these gifts, if you don't know when they're in operation, how can you give glory to, or how can you be thankful for these gifts to the right uh, being, which would be God, his Holy Spirit, if you don't know that they're in operation and God wants glory for these, for the things that he does. He deserves glory, but he also wants glory and he wants to be recognized for things that he does through his people, because that brings attention to people to, or brings their, brings people's attention to God when we glorify him in things. Uh, these are uh, these are tools that we can help people uh, be shaken awake and things like that. But gift of prophecy can be defined as an inspired utterance or a supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Uh, and we'll go into uh, on the next, on another podcast tongues and interpretation of tongues, which tongues is an inspired utterance tongues in and of itself the gift of tongues is an inspired utterance or a supernatural utterance in an unknown tongue and prophecy is a uh, a supernatural utterance in a known tongue meaning you can understand it you're hearing me right now now i'm not prophesying right now i'm teaching right now i you could consider this preaching right now but i'm teaching uh, about this but i'm not prophesying about it so preaching and prophesying are not essentially the same thing prophecy can happen within preaching but they're not the same and so one thing that uh, that I've through my studying with Howard Carter uh, I didn't study with Howard Carter that would be really cool uh, but studying with Howard Carter and studying with uh, Kenneth Hagan's book and Lester Sumrall's books, I use these three references to find accuracy between the three because all of them have different opinions and different revelations of it, but there's similarities and accuracy between the three different studies that they do. And how do we know that we can trust these men in their writings? Well, their life fruit shows the benefit. Or, in other words, their fruits of their life show we can listen to them. The Bible says, You'll know those that are the right way or doing the right thing, or they're in the right area, or doing or saying or teaching the right thing by the fruit of their life. So, we know by these men of God that their life proved to us that they're doing the right things, their fruit of their life. <clears throat> So one common uh, thing that I've read through the scripture and through their teachings is the gift of prophecy is the mixture, the combination of tongues and the interpretation of tongues producing a prophecy. And one thing that a lot of people get confused on, and this will help some of you guys, a lot of people get confused in thinking prophecy is always uh, foretelling or uh, instead of just uh, the gift of the utterance of something. So I want to help you here. Turn with me into first Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, while you turn there, let me explain, uh, let me tell, give you a definition of something. A lot of people, when they hear the word prophecy, they, they assume they, they combine that with the, one of the five, uh, ministry gifts of the spirit, which is the, uh, prophet, the prophet's office, which prophecy, just because one prophesies does not mean he's a prophet. Uh, Being in in the office of a prophet, we see scripturally that the office of a prophet operates in multiple other gifts of the spirit. Word of wisdom and word of knowledge is continually what one operates in and they operate in prophecy as well. But the word word of knowledge is commonly found within a Excuse me, within a prophet's office, commonly because we see in the scripture where they're foretelling. And let me define what that means. Foretelling is a verb; it uh, means uh, to predict and uh, or to see the future or future events. And in the Old Testament, there's a common word that's used as seer, s e e r, uh, a seer, and we translate that to a prophet. But the term foretelling means to predict or to tell of the future, and this happens. Or if you remember, if I could quiz you right now, I would like take a survey on here. The gift of the word of knowledge is of the past and present, and the gift of the word of wisdom could be could we could say is foretelling of the future. It's a supernatural insight to uh, God's mind and 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 predictions of the future well we see a a prophet operating that the gift of the simple gift of prophecy and i don't mean simple to to demean that that's not what i mean but in terms of of grammar the gift of prophecy that we see in the in first corinthians 12 is not always foretelling of the future. It could be forth of what is, is happening and, or encouraging. But let's turn to the scripture of what Paul says. Uh, Paul tells us and defines to us what the Bible defines for us, what prophecy is and what it's used for the simple gift of prophecy. So first Corinthians uh, chapter 14, verse one, pursue love and desi- desire spiritual gifts, nothing wrong with desiring these gifts. You know, the Bible says to covet earnestly the best gifts. What's the best gift? If you ask me, Dylan, what is the best gift? The best gift is the gift that you need for the situation you're in right now. So whatever that gift is, is the best gift for you right now. But verse one, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God for no one understands him. So an unknown tongue, when you speak in tongues, you speak in a connection with God. We'll talk more about that on another podcast. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So we're, speak, we're revealing things. There's a lot to that, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Verse 3, but he who prophesies. Now listen to this. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. So one thing you got to understand is the word prophecy When you understand the word prophecy or the gift of prophecy, it's not always foretelling of the future or future things to come. It is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. If there's no edification, if there's no exhortation, and there's no comfort in it, then it's not prophecy, according to the Bible. So it's not the... the, Now, a prophet can operate in... It can prophesy, but you can't confuse the two. The word of wisdom predicts or tells into the future and, and and prophecy can be within that you understand it can wor- the word of wisdom can go in can, it's like um it's like being a passenger inside the vehicle the vehicle that you're driving if you're driving a truck and you've got four people or, or three other people in there there's four people total in the truck we it, just so that you can see a mental image of this the people within that truck may be the word of wisdom. And the vehicle itself may be prophecy. So someone, someone may be exhorting you, comforting you, edifying you, and within that edification, there's the word of wisdom being spoken to you. Is this making sense? I hope it is. That I'm just try- I could take probably three hours and explain it, but because uh, I, I've I've always heard and understood that the better you understand something, the less time you have to take on it. So I think in 15 minutes we can explain very simply what the gift of prophecy is. And we can sometimes better understand things by explaining what it's not. And prophecy is not weird. I want to help some people with this. There has been... Again, I said this at the beginning of the episode. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not trying to make fun of people. But there's been these movements within the body of Christ. And I think people have good intentions, but it gets weird a lot of times. It gets out of hand a lot of times. But they, they, they turn into these weird events that people do. And I can tell you an experience I had. I went to a, when I first got saved, I met, um, I met a, uh, let me greet some people. I see some people are on this morning. Um, thank you guys for watching. I see we've got people all over the world watching us. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, best. It's good to see you this morning um if i don't call you out it's not intentional i just don't see the comment on here but i appreciate everybody that's watching this morning thank you guys i just want to greet everybody mom thank you for being on my mom always supports what her son does i love that brother randy i love you um got some exciting stuff coming up for everybody about my brother randy here really excited about what god's going to be doing with get up with god and what we're doing in the mornings uh keith and becky love you guys thanks for being on billy good to see you mandy and jared i love you guys victoria uh, thanks for being on Elaine Ruth Donnie. I uh, love you guys. Thank you guys. I know you guys are watching some of you guys are watching locally um, uh, Holly. Thanks for being on with me Petra. Thank you so much Bess, I know I see you on there uh, We've got some uh, people watching from Kenya. I know we've got some uh, somebody on YouTube here and then uh, We've got somebody on Twitch some I don't. I can't see the amount of people on Twitch I just see that we're live on Twitch and that there's there's viewers on Twitch and, uh, but Facebook, I can see how many people we've got on But thank you guys so much for watching and encourages me that you're on and with me. Uh, but back to my story. So uh, prophecy has become a weird, it has, it's become weird in society today. But let me tell you what people have done is they try to over spiritualize simple spiritual things. And I don't mean simple in the, in the, in the, in the meaning that it's not a a magnificent thing that God has done where it's simple. No, it's simple in the terms where it's not complicated. That's what I mean by it. It's not simple in the terms of quality. It's simple in the terms of God doesn't have to complicate things. And I think Paul does an excellent job in the letters to the Corinthian church because they were getting a little off based on what we read, as he's saying, Hey, don't 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 go all do all these kind of crazy things. So I'm gonna share my experience that I had by finishing up with this last verse here in First Corinthians 14. So jump down to verse 26. It says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all these things be done for edification. In other words, let it be done for the benefit of somebody else, not so that you can be rec- you can be recognized for having a teaching, having a revelation, having a psalm, having a look. Just because God's using you in the gift doesn't make you any more special than anybody else. I don't mean to to you know demean anybody individually, but God using you is because He willed it, not because of how great you are. So. That's an important fact. To remember, verse twenty-seven: If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or two or at most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. So it's organized. You know, if you and he's talking about in a public setting. Remember what he said at the beginning: when someone speaks in tongues, they they speak to God in an unknown tongue. But when they speak in tongue publicly, let it be done in order, and let one interpret. Uh, but if you if there is no interpreter, interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. So there's nothing wrong in speaking in tongues without an interpretation, and we'll get into this on the next podcast. But let them speak unto God and themselves, if there is no um, interpretation of those. Then verse 29, let two or three prophets speak. So now he's talking about a prophet. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But listen to this. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first of those prophets keep silent. So we see that when there's revelation, or we could say the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge coming forth within that gift of prophecy, then the other one who's not revealing things should keep silent in it now this isn't like this law that you have to be super rigid rigid with and like and be super anal about for lack of a better term but it's to keep things organized so it doesn't get weird you know if you have a true prophet in the house they're revealing things about the future and they have a proven ministry it's not just some random guy or gal that's just talking at a turn no they have a proven they're they're in a prophet a office of a prophet they're revealing things and there's another prophet there that's just edifying using the simple gift of prophecy let the one that's that the vehicle of prophecy that has the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge within it let them speak let them go forward and do what they're doing you know it's like if you've got two vehicles and there's the president and of the united states and then you know a lot of uh, upper echelon qual- people in it and then you got another vehicle and it's just you and your buddies let the other vehicle go forward because there's more honor into that vehicle now i'm not talking about don't this isn't a political push or anything like that i'm just giving you a, a mental example that one vehicle may be holding a more important or more um a more valued person at the time uh, that needs to be escorted and protected than you know an average person does that doesn't have any threats on their life. That's all I'm saying. So you you let that gift go forward in the church if there's revelation in it. Uh, so again, to summarize this, you know, I had a, uh, an experience when I was a young Christian. I had just got saved and I met some I met a girl. I th- I've told you guys, I think I've told you this story, maybe I haven't, but I met this girl young in the Lord and I was dating this girl. And uh, I think I was 17 or 18 years old. And she was dragging me around all these churches that she went to. And, and my pastor was like, you know, after he found out, he's like, listen, you don't need to be going to all these churches. And he'd helped me understand why, because I was getting confused. And this one church she brought me to was like, everybody, the, the, <laughs> it was this weird meeting. And everybody he, they said, everybody needs to stand up, turn around, and prophesy to the person behind you. And so you had people... I mean, it was just strange and weird things that they would say to you about like animals and like things about your life that didn't sit well with you. And it was like uncomfortable and awkward. And that's not prophecy. Let me help you right now. That's not prophecy. And stuff like that turns people off to the Lord. And thank God I had a good pastor. I was smart enough at the time to submit to my pastor and listen to him, even though everything didn't make sense to me. Thank God I had a good pastor to help me because it would have really thrown me off and messed me up because stuff like that is weird. Stuff like that is not spiritual. That's weird. <laughs> There's a big difference between those things. And, uh, you know, maybe on another episode, I can go more depth on that. But this is not the normal gift of prophecy, the spiritual gift of prophecy. Prophecy, again, to, to go back what the Bible defines it as, speaks edification exhortation, and comfort. If there's no comfort in it, then it's not prophecy. If it's uncomfortable, it's weird, it's not prophecy. Unless you have found a different definition of it, then even in the gift of prophecy, when there's what, when there's the word of wisdom and word of knowledge within it coming to you and it's revealing things and it's things that you didn't know, there will still be exhortation, there will still be edification, there will still be comfort in it. It will sit well with you when you hear it. Even if you disagree with it, you're like, dang it. I didn't want that to be what is being told to me from the man of God or the one, you know, from, from God's prophet. That's what's being spoken to me or whatever the case is, is being prophesied to you. It'll still be comfortable with you because it will sit well with you based on what the Bible says, if it's true prophecy. So we've run out of time but i hope this blessed you I hope this encouraged you i hope uh this edified you and is is enlightening you on these things these spiritual things they're not complicated they're very simple but what has happened is the body of christ has confused it it was happening in paul's day it was happening within the body of christ when paul was around that's why he had to set clarification on this because those these gifts were available then but people were confused by them and using them incorrectly uh, for self gain and things like that. And so Paul had to set the record straight and I'm doing the same thing, just reiterating what he has already done. So I hope this blessed you. Be sure to follow. If you're not following on Facebook, be sure to hit the follow, uh, uh, follow and like on the Facebook page, subscribe on YouTube, go to my podcast channels. You can go back and listen to the, um, the gifts that we've gone through so far. I think we're up to number four, number five, uh, but anyway, thank you so much for being on with me. Love you. Be blessed today. I encourage you in Jesus name Have a great day. I will see you on the next broadcast bright and early I'll talk to you soon see you.